ECW live cast. This week we are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 88 and 89 from December 27th, 1994, and we're ringing in a new year, January 3rd, 1995. I'm Mike Pru along with JV. How you doing, JV? We're back. Yeah, we're back, dude. It's been fucking like a month, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been, been a month, and it wasn't even like intended, like. It was just like, yeah. oh, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to recording in a couple of days, and then a couple of days came and we didn't get to it. It's like, oh, a couple more days. So it wasn't even intended. Like there was nothing really crazy going on. It was just we kept pushing it back. And sorry, guys. Well, I went away <laughs> for a week. Oh, that's right, you did go away. So that did hold. Yeah. That did shake things up a little bit early on. But yep. But, but either way, <laughs> we're late, and you know, thanks guys for being patient. You know, things have been. Kind of weird with you know the whole peacock situation, you know, and getting these episodes. But luckily, we continue to get these episodes, and we have all of January. And you guys at BTT Army, you have access to that. If you ask Mike Mills for access to the BTT Google Drive, you can go to ECW and get all of January. You can even watch ahead before we even do the episodes. So feel free to do that. And if you want to watch along with us. Be sure to go over there and get yourself set up as we're about to uh, continue Holiday Hell of 1994. When we last left off about a month ago on our last episode. We had done two episodes pri- previous. It was uh, December 13th and December 20th. Just to give you a quick little recap of what we covered. December 13th was uh, finishing up some of the house shows on in Bristol, Pennsylvania. And you had 911 taken on the Young Dragons. Which is uh, Paul Laurie and Mikey Whipwreck. And they got their asses kicked there. Then you get the Dueling Kane match between Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. That was from the show The Experience, the different show. And that's when uh, Tommy Cairo comes back and attacks Dreamer. The Cactus Jack with uh, Canes, which sets up their match that we're going to, that we, that we also covered last time in the beginning of Holiday Hell. So the December 20th episode is part one of three Holiday Hell episodes. That had 911 defeating the Pitbulls in a handicap match. And then you had that tag team match, Cactus Jack and Tommy Dreamer taking on the Sandman and Tommy Cairo. And Cactus Jack and Tommy Dreamer actually won that match. And that's what we've covered so far from Holiday Hell. So what we got on tap for you today is the next two episodes that cover Holiday Hell. December 27th and January 3rd of 1995. And I'll just give you a little preview of that before we get started. So we're going to have 
on our first episode, the 20th episode, December 20th, you're going to get, December 27th, rather, you're going to get Stevie Richards against JT Smith. This, this episode is actually the one that, like, throws in all the random matches. <laughs> like, we're going to have the one episode where there's not a huge match, and that's this one. Stevie Richards versus JT Smith. You get Dean Malenko versus Ray Odyssey for the ECW TV title. And then you get Chris Benoit versus Hack Myers. So this is a totally mid-card episode that we're going to be covering first. And then we get the main event episode that has Public Enemy and Public Enemy taking on Sabu and Taz, the tag team title match. And then the main event, Shane Douglas and Ron Simmons. And I purposely left off one match, and I'll, I'll throw it in there now. We also get, this is not main event caliber, but we start off with Mikey Whipwreck versus Don E. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have some kind of start, start off match like that. <laughs> so that's what we'll be getting to in just a moment. Let's get ourselves set up. Um, oh, also special thanks again to Richard Land, of course, for getting us these episodes so that our listeners here, the BTT Army, can continue to watch along if they choose to. Remember, you don't have to because the audio gets played in the background and you get that feeling of actually knowing what's going on in the show rather than us just talking about it. All right, so before we get to that, just a couple plugs here. Follow us on Twitter. Follow, at, follow us at ExtremeCast on Twitter. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. Also, check out JV and I's other podcast, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, The Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we are trucking along. We are in 2002, and we're on our way to No Way Out, where Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to get a title shot against Chris Jericho. So, 2002, that means things are wrapping up soon. Austin's about to take his ball and go home for about a year, or close to a year. So, check us out. We have over 160 episodes available including the chronological episodes that are currently up to 113, 113 this week. And then we have a shit ton of watch-alongs of many of the matches that Austin's had over the years from 1996 through 2002. And then we have special top five episodes where we rank each year and what happened in those years. So yeah, plenty of stuff to go check out at Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. All right, so let's get this going. JV, all set to go? Yes, sir. All right, so like I said, guys, if you want access, get to the BTT Drive and go to the December 27th, 1994 episode. Runtime is 59 minutes, 46 seconds, so that means we're going to get the commercials here and the advertisements, and we'll get started. So I'll count down, three down to one, then say play. When I say play, we all click play and we'll get this started. Three, two, one, play. All right, so we had Sports Channel. Now we're getting another Sports Channel signature with the Saved by the Bell music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so. Last week on ECW. So, kicking off with the recap right away. Oh, 
always have to adjust the audio, get it right. <laughs> yeah, same here. That's what I was just doing. Well, here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, there's Santa. And we remember what happened to him as he kicked off Holiday Hell. 911 is going to have issue with Santa. Man, costumes sucked back then. <laughs> 1994. Yeah, they if, did. If they did that today, man, it, it would look like it's Santa Claus. You'd have no issue with it. But I guess that's part of the charm of, the charm of having Santa look like shit. <laughs> Is that it's so blatantly not Santa? <laughs> yeah, fucking bum Santa. <laughs> hey, that's that WWF guy. That guy that's always at the WWF shows in the front row. Tied back black ponytail. Even did it on the network, WWE Network, when there was one. They even did a little like six-minute video of the guy being a super fan. I said crowd's, this already. Crowd so loud, <laughs> can hardly hear Joey Styles. Yeah, can't hear him at all. All right, so Santa's got a shirt. He's, got a shirt. Yeah, he's giving out shirts. You get a shirt. <laughs> he's, he's not even gonna reach the crowd. <laughs> Just falls right in front of people. They can't reach it. And here's 911. Jake the Snake's big brother. Fucking Paulie on the second rope. Santa goes up. Up down the chimney. <laughs> and he's through it. All right, so we're getting this whole Another thing again. <laughs> so that was the opening match. Pitbulls versus 911. Looks like they're going to give us the entire match again. <laughs> it's funny that they're playing so much of it, and this is supposed to be like a recap of last week. It's like, now nah, here's the whole first segment again. Wow, crowd chant big time for 911. Pitbull's rocking. Oh. Yep. 911 broke free from the Pitbulls in their Dominatrix gear. <laughs> and Jason, he, Jason even got the shiny pants too. Whoa. That was a nice joke, son. All right, so what are we going to get here on this show starting off? All right, so we get the recaps. Gonna get some promos with Jason and the Pitbulls coming up. That's what we have Here to look we go. forward to. Get to see this again. Woo, the double choke slam in the pin. Alright. So if you didn't tune in last time, and that was the match again. <laughs> Quite defeat. It's good for us because we haven't watched this in over a month. <laughs> So it's good to get a recap. Yeah. One of the most ferocious tag teams in the history of wrestling. As I said last time, what a way to start a show and get the fans pumped up. They kick off holiday hell. Choke slam Santa, then fuck up the pit bulls. <laughs> the good stuff. There we go. Let's take a listen to these fuckheads. Pissed. No. Rip shit. No one man, man. He's he's a a no. No. It's you guys. 
<laughs> Bad breed making jokes. Just fucking kick them right oh, off their chest. Just call them jabronis. <laughs> yeah. Good job. That's who the the Rock stole it from. <laughs> Bad breed. Yeah. <laughs> jabroni. Like the two jab. If jabroni. Jabronis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're jabronis personified. Exactly. That's why they know the term. They get called it so yeah. often. Bunch of jabrones. They have be going at it. Get some plumbers crack from Ian, which is typical. And here we get the cool opening with the Rob Zombie music. Nine Inch Nails Rob Zombie mashup. This shit'll get you hyped. There we go. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. This reminds me of watching, like, Jackass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this would have been the perfect song for the opening of Jackass. I think they played this. They must have. Yeah. In, like, one of the clips. Jackass. And that was some good shit back then. There was a time, though, when one of our friends, Marty, he always want to, like, get in a shopping cart. <laughs> like, yep. that shit. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to hang out with Marty if he's going to be around a shopping cart today. Because then he's going to try to get me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Come on, just do it, will you, pussy? Fucking peer do pressure. Mr. Peer pressure. Yeah. comes Jason. In near proximity because I feel the hives coming on and right, let's hear what Jason has to say now in his slow monotone voice. Well happy new year to you too, Joey. Try with Joey. Gonna itch. Yeah. <laughs> scratching himself. Yes. Scratching his armpit, scratching his neck. Did you shower, bro? Like spiders in Heyman's basement. Well what are you talking about? What am I talking about? Well, you see, I hereby, Bad Breed, issue a challenge to you on behalf of my team. And the match that I have in mind, due to the fact that stipulations in DCW are strictly enforced, is that the losing team must split up forever. Oh, the losing team splits up no more? Forever. You see, I have so much faith oh, I... in my pit bulls. Yeah, I get an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. Jason, the sexiest That's pretty cool. This might be a way to split up Bad Breed and have them feud with each other. In the palm of my hand, and Bad Breed, before you accept, I want you to take a look at this, and it's called the training of the pit bulls. All right, get a training video. The fuck? Ooh, there we go. Chicks. Did he pop a chick? What are they like? A haunted house? No shit. What is this? Factory of Terror. <laughs> It's like Return of the Living Dead too. <laughs> the stint Naked training. Chick. Naked chick starts dancing in the fucking graveyard. It was like flames coming up. <laughs> Out of a trash barrel. So they're like just in a garage with two beat up cars and they're standing on them. Just whipping their chains. And of course, 
Gary Wolf, Pitbull number one, has to be on the mic. That's right. Fucking Triple H of ECW. One must go. Yeah, so this is definitely going to be when Bad Breed splits. They go on to have their crazy hardcore matches. So I know Pitbulls don't split up. No escape. Alright, Ico Pro. Ico Pro commercial. Oh. Yeah, so hyping up another big match. Pitbulls versus the Bad Breed. Match will probably suck ass, but at least there's a stipulation worth checking out. I'll totally be rooting for the Pitbulls at this time. And this the sound, you know, this is the kind of thing that is on, like, the time that this does come on. Yeah, like mad late at night. Yeah, mad late at night, 3 a.m., you're like half, you wake up in the middle of the night, your TV's still on, and you just hear that kind of music over and over again. But, like, the same three commercials keep playing all the time. And you're, like, too tired to shut the TV off, but not tired enough to fall asleep completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just hearing the same shit over and over again. That's how I feel. <laughs> Alright, so they're hyping a show for January 14th and 16th down in Florida. They're venturing south. Be interesting to see how those shows go. Hardcore Hotline, 1-900-884-4-ECW. I'd call that number right now, but I'm, I'm afraid to get charged anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll call it. It'll probably be like some boiler room bullshit looking for uh, payments. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. You you owe us uh, for a Best Buy credit card. <laughs> Look at that, Mr. Perfect and fucking Ric Flair, Sabu, jumping on wooden chairs. Yeah, yep, Sabu. I like the, the highlights of Sabu, but a whole match, nah. Or that's exactly how I like him on the cover of a magazine. That's a great cover. Yeah, Perfect and Flair. Pretty cool. What was it? Wrestle America? Yeah. Wrestle America. It was one of the later magazines that came out that didn't last too long. This fucking goof. Ah, uh, the leading brand. If you start using strength systems, this time next year you'll have saved Dude, on like 60 bucks. The fucking well, Ivan Drago. Fucking Jack. Man. Alright, Joey. Thank you for saving us from those commercials. Gabe Sapolsky. It's an important name. On a totally unrelated subject, last week we saw Steve Richards out here 
Look <laughs> at Stevie Richards. Is he got fucking sequins on his denim? Yeah. How do you know you're Canadian? <laughs> denim on denim with sequins. <laughs> Stevie the body. Stevie the body. <laughs> He's taking on JT Smith. And he loves Scotty Flamingo. So he's even dressing like Scotty Flamingo now. We know we'll be Raven very shortly. JT Smith, clean and crisp as usual. <clears throat> yeah, Gabe Sapolsky doesn't. He works with NXT, right? Um, or he did? Believe maybe? so, yeah. He's a producer. He's a producer, yeah. I know that much. He's like a producer slash promoter. Which I think that's kind of the same thing in Russian. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I'm looking him up now. Co-founder and head of talent relations at Ring of Honor. Yep, okay. He used to be a WWE though, right? And drop kicks the jacket yeah. into the first row where it was NXT. Yeah, me too. Oh, he's a consultant. Okay. Yeah, a consultant. Yeah, I knew the knew it, we knew we knew the name, but man, I didn't know it went that far back. ECW. Yeah, no. How old is he? He's only forty eight. Wow. One seventy two. From Massachusetts. The young buck, yeah. The Brookline High. Temple University. Used to write the uh, ECW newsletter. Huh. Starting in September 93, so. All the way, way back. He's a protege of Paul Heyman. He was handed many different responsibilities, including marketing, promoting, public relations. Okay, back to the match. Back to the action. Stuttering JT against Stevie the body. His hair sucks. Blows. Yeah, it's like, dude, what's? Why does your hair look so shitty? You need, like conditioner. It's the worst long hair ever. Yeah, it's just like Shawn Michaels' old long hair. Yeah. At 93, 94, Shawn Michaels. It's funny, on one of the documentaries recently with Shawn Michaels on it, he's talking about his hair. He didn't realize it was a mullet <laughs> until he just thought he was growing his hair long and he wanted to like cut the sides because it was getting all kind of weird on the sides. So his girlfriend was like, oh, you know you got that mullet? Why don't you just grow your hair out? He's like, what mullet? He said, what's a mullet? And she points to him like, that's a mullet. <laughs> so then he started growing it properly. He didn't know he wasn't doing it right. Yeah, Shawn Michaels looked like shit at that time with that mullet. And that's exactly what Stevie Richards has here. Yep. But Stevie Richards kind of models himself after HBK. Anyway, so he probably did that on purpose.
Mullets, man, well, making JT, a comeback. Yeah, I was say, JT Smith had been in control the whole match, and now uh, Stevie Richards. No, I was saying in general, Mullets are making a comeback, not Stevie Richards. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they're not like traditional mullets. They're like modernized mullets. Yeah, like Brian Pillman Jr. The yeah, the hockey head. Yeah, kind of like that. I've seen a few kids. Like what Lenny had. Yeah. Um, uh, man, there's some there's some kids in my school that they got the mullet. They're wearing uh, cut-off jean shorts and cowboy boots. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Why? I have no Are idea. Are they asking to get picked on? The kids, they're no more bullies. We have oh, this yeah, there's, right? right. There's no more bullies. Bullies, like, doesn't exist anymore. Do whatever you want now. I feel like I'd, I'd be a lot happier than I... I'm a lot less happier than I thought I would be hearing that. And I guess I can't say there's no more bullies, but... Because there's got to be, but... They're just like internet bullies. Right. In, in, right, exactly. They're not in person. They ever get called out in person, they're like, Ah, oh, man, just kidding, dude. Let's go hang out. Like, they don't want to get their ass... <laughs> None of them have balls anymore. Yeah, kids today are just much more accepting for the most part. And like you said, if not, they're just making they make fun of each other's online and behind people's back. Wow, that was a huge Wow, nice. Nice powerbomb, J.T. Smith. <laughs> Joey Styles hates Johnny Polo. He's not even there yet, and they're talking shit yeah. about him. What, did I miss something? Crowd's yelling boring. Not crowd, one asshole. <laughs> That's the thing with these audiences. You can hear one person boo. <laughs> oh! That's a super kick. And he gets his foot on the ropes for extra leverage. Takes the win from JT Smith. Oh. We get some shitty music here. Man. See if he can't get some real music. How do we know he has an obsession? We haven't seen, like, shit. Like, oh, is this Stone Temple Pilots? That's what it sounds like. I was like, listen to shitty music. <laughs> and then you hear the lead singer. It's like, all right. It is good. Alright, so maybe this is potential break song right here. Fucking Ah, in the neck. It looked a lot better. It didn't look as good in slow motion. No. It was nice because it was quick and it had a nice slap to it. Made it sound pretty damn good. Stevie the Body, as he now wants to be called, unleashing a super kick, which quite frankly displays more athletic ability than Johnny Polo had in all the years he wrestled. Johnny Polo is no longer competing, and Stevie the Body should get a clue and a new role model. In any case, Gabe Topolsky right now has the bad breed on the hardcore phone line. They are responding to Jason's challenge to face the Pitbulls in a matchup where the losing team must split up forever. That's right now, Gabe Topolsky and the bad breed on the hardcore phone line. 
talk about guys running their mouths off the pit bulls coming on TV, saying that they want the bad breed, they want us losing team splits up. <laughs> you know what, pit bulls? Axel Rotten has been involved in professional wrestling when you guys were still walking around, talking your legs and marking your territories by doing your business on fire hydrants. You understand what I'm saying, boys? And you're going to come on television and run your mouth off about how ECW is not big for both teams, the bad breed and the pit bulls? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think ECW is big enough for the pit bulls and the bad breed. So you want a match where the losing team has to split up? Fine and dandy. You know, I love that type of match because in ECW, stipulations are adhered to. We're not some nickel and dime cartoon promotion. <laughs> what we do here is stick to what has to be done. So if we lose, guaranteed, Axel Rotten will not put a mask on and come back as the British bomber. No. If I lose, I'm mad enough to say I'm out of ECW. I know I'm ready. I hope you're ready, Pitbulls, and let's hope Ian's ready because this match is going to happen and the stipulation will be adhered to. All right. Not a bad promo from that. Nice that it was a phone call, so we didn't have to see their faces. ECW Arena, January 7, 1995. I thought this was Funky Comodina. Me too. Yeah. I, just, I was just trying to think of the guy's name. Tony Locke, right? Tony Locke. Tony Locke. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he's in uh, Ace of the Terror at Detective. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he was the detective. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you a few questions. <laughs> All right, so that's where the Pitbull Bad Breed match will be January 7th. So I'm sure we'll get that on one of these episodes coming up. And then again to their Florida trip. This is definitely a fucking ripoff of Funky Comodina. All right, so back to commercial breaks. I couldn't find what that Stone Temple Pilot song is because I couldn't fucking comprehend any of the lyrics to, to do the search. <laughs> Something about a man driving crazy. I don't know. The Orlando Armory. See, we weren't the only one that watched shows in Armories. <laughs> no, a lot of people. Many Armories out there. Well, Ico Pro. Alright, so I'm looking at the album. Stone Temple Pilots album from 1994 is purple. It's probably from that album. It had Vaseline and the State Love Song. Just gonna have to listen for. Like awesome. Nice. Fucking trying to throw the guy through the map. Alright, get to it. Get back to the action. Oh, back to the fucking tiny head jacked guy. <laughs> the same fucking promo the commercial it's funny though when the guy's doing the um he's on the machine 
but the the woman is like pushing the weights up for him. This time next year, you'll have saved 860 bucks. Whoa, it's time for a new leader. Whoa, available at Health Food. Time for a leader brand, man. Call for your free catalog 1 800 722 firm. We're back and it has We're gonna get some fucking matches here. Right now, what the fuck? 24 minutes in. Alright, so Bad Breed accepted the match. Alright, so I'm looking at the layout here. We got Chad Austin coming up with the promo, Public Enemy, and Paul E. So we get three promos coming up. Then we get to Dean Malenko versus Ray Odyssey. And in the process, became the latest victim of crippling. Alright, where are they bringing us here? All right, yeah, here it is. Chad Austin from Extreme Warfare. For all we care, you can stay in Atlanta. He's not going to WCW. Fucking liar. He's going to do some job matches on WCW Saturday night. Gonna smoke. Oh, Mikey's out there. Public enemy. Everybody. Everyone's kicking his ass. Good guys, bad guys, they're all out there to fuck Chad Austin up. Todd Gordon's mixed Looking in the middle there. Out there. Look at they just dump him out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you get some action between the Pitbulls and Bad Breed. Get way too many, too much Pitbull action. I know. Action on this show. We're loaded with Pitbulls and Bad Breed. Really trying to put that match over for January 7th. Oh. Pitbull's music. What was this, like a Royal Rumble? What the fuck is this? No one talked about this before. Extreme Warfare Royal Rumble. Damn. Is it all tag teams, though? I don't know. Oh, no, Sandman's in. Sandman's in. Well, at least we get to see some of it. Didn't even know this was a thing. Sandman's in there puffing on a cigarette. Kanan away from the bad breed. And Hack Myers. Oof. Oh, Jack the Jack and Sandman going at it. That's cool. Oh, stiff wow. shot. Later, Tommy Cairo. Later, Toothless. They're announcing eliminations? It's tough for the audience to keep up, apparently. <laughs> Such a huge arena, you can't see everything going on. 
Sandman and Cactus going out of one corner, and you got Ian Rotten, or Axel Rotten, with Tommy Dreamer. Got woman running around out there. All right, things have changed now. Public enemies in there. Taz. Oh my God. Taz just suplexed Tommy Dreamer on his head. Much more careful with, with the suplex to Benoit. Same with. Oh, Taz just going nuts on everybody. Whiprick takes the suplex. Taz goes for a suplex on Rocco Rock, but Johnny Grunge breaks that up. Alright, so now we're down to Taz D. Malenko, Chris Benoit, and Tommy Dreamer. Wish we knew what stipulations were for this match. What's the point of winning this? When the fuck did it happen? They got a little graphic that says Extreme Warfare at the bottom, but it was a date. Taz tossed out. Double teamed by Malenko and Benoit. Two guys that will be heading over to WCW. Not too far out from here. They're both in the Four Horsemen, right? Yeah, the new Four Horsemen. Yeah, Spillman and... Uh, this was Arn Anderson? I believe it was. This is kind of cool. Yeah, I like we it. We finally got some like decent names in here, too. All right. Yeah, Ron Simmons I'm... is in there now. Oh, Tommy Dreamer's out. Bye, Tommy Dreamer. Blinko and Benoit, they're going to work together to get rid of Simmons? Sweet dreams, Tommy. Double clothesline, nothing happens to Simmons. Oh, there it goes. Double drop kick. Malenko and Benoit. Ron Simmons barely sells it. Gets up. Gets hit towards the ropes with another drop kick. We go for. Oh, awesome. Runs. <laughs> they go to clothesline. Ron Simmons out of the ring. He ducks. Shoots him back out of the ring. So Benoit and Malenko tossed out. Simmons wins the match. Simmons wins Extreme Warfare, but now he's going to get double teamed by Benoit Malenko. That's pretty cool. Now they're fucking him up big time. Gonna work the shoulder on the corner post. Who's going to come out and help Ron Simmons? Come on. Where's, where's too cold? Boomp, where is he? Are they writing Ron Simmons out of ECW here? Oh, that's possible. My time's up here. Beat me up. <laughs> but you're probably right. That makes sense. He's definitely not around for a long time. Back to Funky Comedina. Funky Comedina. Hey, since I don't know what the fucking Stone Temple Pilot song is, let's go Funky Comedina. Turn a break. The real version. Or is it wild thing? Is this funky comedina or wild side? Said take a walk on it. No. no, not wild side. Wild thing, right? Now you got me confused. <laughs> wild thing. Now it does sound like it. Wild thing. 
guess the fucking beat's like the same thing for both songs. Funky Comadino. Yeah. Wow, dang. <laughs> same tempo. But no, this this is a wild thing, I think, that they're ripping off. Fuck. I still enjoy going Whatever, we'll play one of them. It's worth every money in my own business. I enjoy it. It's a great feeling. It's a shitty commercial. You put your heart and soul into every decision. I basically dictate my fate. Confidence, flexibility that you have. So consider this one. The corporate card. American Express. There it is. Old school credit card commercials. Call now and we'll take your application right over the phone. Now, small businesses save 3% on mobile gasoline. That's a plus. That's a plus. on car rentals, hotels, and UPS overnight shipping. Accident disability insurance at no extra cost. And detailed monthly and quarterly reports to maintain... Why are they, like, repeating things in the background? They already got one narrator. Then in the background, it's getting repeated by, like, some lady. It's easy to apply for the corporate card. Call 1-800-533-MX. The best card to have. You'll soon remember why you started your own business in the first place. <laughs> you obviously have to love what you're doing. You obviously have to love what you're doing to get a credit card. Alright, so this uh, company here for this commercial, I think it was I think it was Rick BB. Yeah, it was Rick BB, definitely. This uh, fine quality jewelers shit, this commercial. Hey, there's no audio playing for it. Yeah, well, alright, I was just going to ask you. Do you have audio, or is mine fucked up? Uh, there's no audio, but there was some shitty song. Last time, and that and that girl went like, uh, uh, uh. But yeah, Carver W. Reed. That's the, that's the pawn shop that Todd Gordon owns. Oh, that's right. I remember Rick Rick saying that. Yeah. Well, tweeting that. What the fuck? There's no audio. Huh. We'll just have to wait and see if the audio kicks back in. Well, right now we got the ECW Hotline phone number promo. One ninety nine, first minute, ninety nine cents each edition. But that's fucking expensive. No oh, shit, that's where they get you. All right, good audio's back. It's like they when they were editing the episode, they forgot to put the music in. <laughs> all right, so Joey's talking about the Hotline. Special party. Saturday night, January 7th. Special New York party, January 6th. Day after my 12th birthday. I'm in. 12-year-old Mike Prue. For you fans who have tickets for Friday night, January 6th in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, that show has been rescheduled. Call the ECW hotline for either a At January, January 1995. Right I remember now, getting uh, the Royal Rumble 95. Happy New Year from the public enemy. By myself at home. I got it. <laughs> my mom was at work. I just ordered it on my own. Like, fuck it, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling brave. <Yeah. laughs> it was like. I'll, I'll work for it. I'll pay for this. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to bug you at work. <laughs> Alright, now we got Public Enemy. At least they threw in that Extreme Warfare match in the middle of these promos. Because I thought we were going straight promos. At least that was a, like legit footage. That had some kind of story. With Ron Simmons getting injured. W Arena, three oh four. 
And guess who the odds are stacked against? Paulie Dangerously, you think for one minute you're gonna bring Sabu and Tasmaniac in that goofy 911 and beat up on Dean Malico the shooter, Chris Benoit, and yours truly, Public Enemy! <laughs> we like the odds. We like it just the way it is. Four so nineties. Three for them. In just a few days from Times Square. Times Square, old school Times Square. And that's gonna bring in the new year. And that means it's cool the that they're there filming this. The beginning of a new start for Public Enemy and the end of Paulie Dangerously and his three-man blind crew. Boys, yeah. we're gonna send you packing, cause we know a little bit about calling 911. <laughs> cause a lot of times, 911's been called on us. Polly, the new year, Times Square, the rest of the world, KCW, Cream, Cream get the money. Uncle Rick is fucking bodying right there. Times Square. Uncle Rocco Rick. Coca Cola, Sun Pori, Sun Pori whiskey, Samsung big, mid nineties there. Oh, the amazing baseball training video. This video rules. I'm gonna use that drill this week. <laughs> Pretty good drill. <laughs> Get in front of the ball. Ready position. <laughs> Two Get hands. down on the ball. Two hands. Get your glove down. Nothing more frustrating than I watching do, the ball go. do that relay throw. Relay races. I used to like that show. Hit the cutoff. Oh, go to, go to. That's around the, around the horn. Drill. Dynamic practice organization. I want a name. Just Baseball World. Baseball World. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Baseball Worlds. No audio for this commercial again? Fuck. They didn't want to spend any money on music. What the hell is that? You hear that? Well, that was my Windows oh. open. <laughs> the neighbor's annoying fucking dog. <laughs> oh, there's the music. I thought it was like something in Paulie's house. <laughs> like it was an audio problem. <laughs> there was like a dog in the background. But no, that was your house. Get the inside scoop in the ECW. Call the hardcore phone line. 1900. What do you got for timestamp? I'm at 39, 37, 38. Oh, we're dead on. Sweet. 1-900-8844-ECW. You can use your corporate American Express card. You gotta love what you do. <laughs> That's the tagline for that. You gotta love what you're doing. Powerful herbs. Pico Pro was like fucking done with at this point, I thought. Or at least Vince McMahon was done with dealing with like Pro. <laughs> Probably disassociated after the fucking steroid scandal. There you go. That's right. <laughs> that makes sense. 
We need to distance our relationship with bodybuilding for a few years. Yeah. We interrupt this program to bring you this special report. People are building up their muscles and thinning down their wallets, paying too much for nutritional supplements. How about you? Are you paying too much? I use a weight gainer, OKG, amino steroids. You use steroids, buddy. Uh, you don't use any of those things. <laughs> yeah. This time next year, you'll have saved 860 bucks. Whoa, it's time for a new leading brand. Whoa, fit the stereotype of a meathead. <laughs> yeah, big time. Oh, it's like a California. Venice Beach head type dude. Yeah. Oh, man. If I wasn't so jacked, I'd get on a surfboard, but too big. Alright, <laughs> we got a TV title. Oh, here comes the psycho yuppie, Paulie Dangerously. Lay out for him. I won't take up much of your time. You see, I too want to see the shooter Dean Malenko in action. Hey, he's the ECW TV champion, which makes him the best wrestler on Extreme Championship Wrestling Television today. For now, until Taz gets his hands on him. You see, shooter, you, Chris Benoit, and the public enemy have made three enemies that you should never, ever, ever have crossed. A true dangerous alliance. An alliance of men who don't like each other, who don't care about each other, who have no compassion for their fellow man. But it's an alliance based out of necessity because the four of you have screwed around with us far too long. The public enemy throw a beating my way that the Steiners never did. That Sting never did, that Lex Luger never Don't did, that the Road Warriors never did, but the public yep. enemy sent me, Paul E. Dangerously, out on a stretcher. Oh. Chris Benoit, you take the world's most gifted athlete, the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu, and test to see just how far he will defy death by shooting him straight up in the air and driving him down on the top of his I can't head. believe Sabu came back so quick after that. I know. In the purest form. Definitely not full of guilt. Judeo-Christian no. Definitely rushing. You were all raised. Oh, turn the other cheek. Have compassion for your fellow man, even if he has none for you, then we're just going to forgive you. And Malenko, <laughs> you want to play with a guy with three letters in his name, T-A-Z, Taz, one, three letters, one meaning, wrestling. A purely Taz yet wrestling three machine, Tasmania. a Tasmanian suplex machine who Welcome can suplex head, you Maybe or any human being on the face of this planet right out of his or her boots. And the four you think that I'm not going to get on my phone when the time is right and dial nine, one, one, what in the hell is wrong with the four of you? We don't play, we don't forgive, we never forget, and we always remember. You think it's an anything-goes-handicap match, four on three in your favor? I think you need a whole lot more people on your side. All right. Now we're on to the TV championship here we match. Go. Some good words from Paul E. there, but here we are. Ray Odyssey going for the TV title from the shooter, Dean Malenko. I think we'll get a good wrestling match here. There has to be surfer gear at all points in ECW. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. 
That was a nice Insiguri kick from Ray Odyssey onto Dean Malenko. Ray Odyssey looks like Spike Dudley. <laughs> that here. Shall be Spike Dudley. And there he goes. Over the top with Tope Tuasita. Team Lincoln's down on the outside. Didn't expect this to happen. Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey should be taking advantage of the situation, but he's catching his breath inside the ring. Maybe even hurt himself. Cops talking shit to somebody in the front row. Lincoln's back in the ring. They're going to tie up. A test of strength. Yeah. They're locking up. Odyssey's afraid. Yeah, Demon Link was a lot more confident right now. Oh, yeah. There it is, the test of strength. Lico, whoa. Breaks it. Yep, scoops the leg. That all looks so smooth. So I was a huge fan of him. Even back, you know, back in 95 when he was in WCW, just everything looked so good. Yep. Like I don't even care what his character is or anything. It's just he looks so good in the ring. You can't he deny him. Himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just walk into the ring silent, gets in there. You watch him and you're like, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I like him. And now it's Odyssey working over the left leg of the shooter. That's what I liked about WCW 1995. There was still a good amount of wrestling going on. Unlike WWF, was basically all theatrics, given maybe a few Bret Hart matches or Shawn Michaels matches here and there in 95. I think I'm going to go back and start watching some 95 Nitros. <laughs> they're great because they're only 45 minutes long. Really? Yeah, because the first year in a year and a half or whatever is only an hour long show. No shit, I forgot about that. Well, they go by quick and they jam pack it with matches. Ooh, right into the turnbuckle. Odyssey's down on the mat. We get some fan cam action during this match. Oh, we got a Texas Cloverleaf? Ooh. He's done. Ring the bell. The shooter, Dean Malenko, still TV champion. The sign in the front row says the shooter, unbeatable. Oh, here's our song. I was born into no, no, no. <laughs> song fucking rocks. Hey, people love this song. Nah, nah. I got messages from Frank, from Rick. Really? Like, that, awesome. They're like, ah, oh, I gotta. I had to do it. I had to listen to it. Badass song. It's on my YouTube playlist. I know that. Killing Joke, Millennium. 
I was born to see 2,000 years. Every time I click on like a note page or a web, like a web, web page, I keep forgetting that ECW is on QuickTime. <laughs> so it's not easily for me to get right back to. I have to go all the way down to the bottom and find my QuickTime thing. Like fuck, can't just one of the tabs. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're playing it in the Google Drive player, right? No, I'm playing it on okay. Quick on QuickTime. What's QuickTime? Oh, that's an Apple QuickTime player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, more nine one one. Never mind. <laughs> Come on, commercials. <laughs> you know, luckily, like, like I had said to you, I didn't. I don't think I said it to the listeners yet. The uh, the next set of episodes from January of '95 don't have the commercials. It's still the original recordings. It's just. We'll, we'll get the music and everything. It's just that we won't have these cheesy commercials over and over again. I wish it was like on a regular station that had all different types of commercials from the time period. That'd be fun. Except these same four. Right. <laughs> Except these same basically paid advertisements. It's the only advertisements we can get at two in the fucking morning. Right. Hi, <laughs> GoPro. And then their own shit, basically. And that'd be like if we put a bottom line wrestling cast commercial in the middle of this yeah. show. <laughs> Check out bottom line wrestling cast. We interrupt this program to bring you this special report. Here we go again. Ah, this is like half the show is this fucking commercial. The only good thing chick about this. No, all I see is this chick doing the weight for him. Right, the chick's doing the weight. Then the only other good thing about this is like the half a second you got of a girl lifting weights with a low top on. You can see her cleavage in black and white. That's, the, <laughs> that's how desperate we are. To get to <laughs> right. This is like going back to being 12 years old. Like, oh, shit, I see a titty. Yeah, that's good. Let me let me go back and pause that. <laughs> Just pause it on there. There's a comedian who does a funny bit. He did, He released it today. His name you know, Fahmin Anwar. Anwar. Anwar Fahim Anwar. He's funny. He's like a young comic. What was he his joke? A, Oh, I, I won't say that. Oh, no, uh, but, but it's about um, jerking off the photos. <laughs> People used to jerk off the pictures back in the day. Still photos, yeah. yeah. Even even when there was the internet, you just yeah, you'd have to like, you'd get like the gallery, and then you'd have yeah. to like play out the storyline in your head just by clicking the different photos. Yeah. <laughs> embedded, embedded video wasn't a thing yet. Right. It's so funny. Fucking looking at photos. Yeah, check them out. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I know all too well. Drinking off the photos. Could really, I was like, ah, this guy knows. It's the young comic like our age, I think. Yeah. Not like. Our kids today, man, they have it easy. Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah, whatever the fuck you want. You can type in anything. I was lucky to see anything. Now you can be like, even writing, even school. Like, remember having to go fucking like get like, ah. Uh, I don't have a fucking encyclopedia. No, I gotta go to the library. Do a stupid book report. I remember when I got Encyclopedia Britannica, whatever, yeah, Britannica. on a fucking disc. Oh, yeah. And even that, like, you get, like, a blurb of information. Like yeah, a paragraph. 
It wasn't as good. So everybody that had that would be using that same fucking information. <laughs> yeah. Man, those CD-ROMs suck. Oof. That was a big... All right, so we got Benoit versus Hack Myers going on here. Oof. It's the final match of the show. Chris Benoit is in major control. Oh, Hack Myers doesn't stand a chance against Benoit. Benoit was fucking up Ron Simmons earlier. Come on. Him and Malenko going to town. So this this episode's kind of you know showcasing Pitbulls, Bad Breed, and then from there it's focusing on Malenko, Benoit. True. We just got back to back matches with those two involved, and then their involvement together at Extreme Warfare taking out Ron Simmons. So they're telling a story here. These are the up-and-comers to be aware of and be on the lookout for. And also even um, Paul Heyman's promo was about Chris Benoit trying to fuck up Sabu. It's funny how Benoit looks the same. You know, he just it's a little bit more muscle and his hair shorter, that's it. Yeah, he, his hair is right by the time what do you mean? As a performer, everything looks the same. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the bottom line wrestling cast, he'll be coming back soon. Two thousand two. So we'll be skipping a good portion of 2002 when we get to June. When we get to June, we skip all the way to February 2003. I was just mapping out online wrestling cast. I think we're coming to an end like in the fall this year. It'll be like full three years to complete it. Can't believe it. Nice leg drop from Hack Myers to Benoit on the outside ring apron. The hardest part of the ring. It's the hardest part of the ring, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a wow. suplex. Man, he put him in. Whew. Looked like he put him in a full Nelson. Yeah. And then just flipped him back. That was badass. Look at the crowd. Crowd fucking loved it. Uh, what would have been badass to do? Uh, maybe they are gonna do this, but have Hack Myers like sell it as like a major injury and be out. Maybe that is what they're doing. Looks like it is. I don't think he landed that bad. I think it looked fine. But that is what they're doing. They're selling it as Hack Myers got his neck broken, and that's good because then you continue to establish that character of him being the crippler, and breaking people's necks. Yeah, good point. Good point. It becomes his gimmick. He put on a stretcher, according to Joey Styles. The voice just sounded like an old man. I gotta take a sip of water. <laughs> I need to get a water at the break. Yeah, I gotta refill. Doing this on a Monday night, so. 
can't be getting buzzed today. <laughs> I'd like to have a little drink when I watch ECW, but not today. What the fuck's going on now? Ah, I want to know where that pussy Sabu is. <laughs> Benoit's calling him out. Get your ass down here, Sabu. Ooh, shit's getting hot here at the end of 1994. <laughs> Benoit's leading the Sabu chat. Come on, baby. Comes Paul Heyman. Nine one one, holding Sabu back. What the fuck is Dean Malenko doing to Hack Myers? Like laying on Hack Myers. It's Paul Heyman. Taz. Taz. Heyman, it's Taz, Sabu. And Sabu. Who's up there, Malenko? Yeah. All right, so Malenko's now in the ring with Benoit. They're going at it. With Malenko and Sabu. Yep, Public Enemy and Sabu and Taz are about to have their match at Holiday Hell, which we'll be covering in the second episode. But it looks like they're already setting up for a Malenko and Benoit versus Sabu and Taz match. Which would be fucking Suplex City in that match. Is that a fan in the crowd? A fan from the crowd? You can't tell. Maybe it was Donnie Allen. It's hard to tell in 360. He looks like a, a fan. <laughs> Joey Styles calling for order to be restored. The inmates have taken over the prison. Yeah. There you go. That's the correct one. Yeah, the control. asylum. And it's fucking shit show out there. But still, Benoit Malenko stand in the ring as we get chaos on the outside. This show's about to come to a close. Oh, there goes the credits. Stonecutter Media. That's who provides us these great graphics. Oh, this is a art bar. Take a listen to this. Nice hat. I like to wrestle, he says. This was uh, Eddie Guerrero's tag team partner, Art Bar, and people say that he would have been like one of those type of guys like Eddie, like Benoit, like Malenko, that would have broke out. Away? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, shit. He passed away, yeah. 1994. Dedicated to Art Bar. Let's see, close huh. the show. 1994. That must have, have been from Unplugged. matches? I haven't seen any of his matches, no. Definitely got to find one, check it out. All right, that was an interesting episode. I used to read about him, but I, the name always sounded like it was like an old timer name, <laughs> like Art Bar. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, he was like a contemporary with Eddie Guerrero, and he's a young guy, old football owner, Art Bar. All right, so that concludes that episode. We're gonna take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. So we'll play, we'll play something for you. It might be uh, Tone Loke, it might be Stone Temple Pilots. But whatever it is, enjoy it. Go get yourself a drink and a snack, and we'll be right back. 
Let's do it. Comes, I go get live with the honey. Rolling down the street, I saw this girl when she was pumping. I went, my eyes got into the ride, went to a club, was jumping. Introduced myself as low, she said, You're a liar. I said, I got it going on, baby doll, and I'm on fire. Took her to the hotel, she said, You're the king. I said, Be my queen, if you know what I mean. And let's do the wild thing. Wow. Some gear to buy. I saw this girl, she go rock my world, and I had to adjust my fly. She looked at me and smiled and said, You have plans for the night? I said, Hopefully, if things go well, I'll be with you tonight. So we journeyed to a house, one thing led to another. I get in the door, I go hit the floor, looked up, and it was a mother. I didn't know what to say, I was hanging by a string. She said, Hey, you too, I was once like you, and I like to do the wild thing. Wild thing. She loved to do the wild thing. Wild thing. Please, baby, baby, please. I in effect. Hanging out is always hype. And with me and the crew leaving Shenzhen, I'm with a girl who's just my type. Saw this luscious little frame. I ain't lying, fella, she was fine. This way, young Miss Cole gave me a kiss, and I knew that she was mine. Took her to the limousine. Still parked outside. I tipped the show for when it was over, and I gave her my own ride. Didn't get her off my jock, she was like static cling. But that's what happens when body starts slapping from doing the wild thing. Wild thing. She wanted to do the wild thing. Chill for now and maybe later you'll get your chance. So when the show was finished, I took her around the way. And what do you know? She was good to go without a word to say. We was all alone and she said, Tone, let me tell you one thing. I need $50 to make you holler. I get paid to do the wild thing. Say what? Yo, love, you must be kidding. 
Now for the second half of the ECW Extreme Cast, Extreme Live Cast, and we are going to go on and move on to a new year. It's 1995, January 3rd of 1995. We're going to continue the coverage of Holiday Hell. We are getting now to the main event matches of the show. Shane Douglas taking on Ron Simmons, and the Public Enemy against Sabu and Taz. So we just wrapped up a good episode there. Um, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko starting to get a big, big push, getting involved with Sabu and Taz. So good stuff going on in that episode. Good overall holiday hell supercard, I would say. So let's see how it wraps up, though, because it could all fucking fall apart now. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to get set up for that. Like I said earlier, just go right over to the drive if you want to watch along with this one. And you'll find it in the drive January 3rd. So, 0103.95. So I'm all set up. JV, you set up? Yep. All right, guys. I'll do as always. Three down to one. And say play. When I say play, we'll click play and get this started. As we wrap up Holiday Hell 1994. Three, two, one, play. Oh, this is a much better quality. Oh, yeah, quality is great. Shit's like HD. Yeah. Ooh, looks good. All right, so Mikey's heading to the ring. Mikey Whipwreck. Gonna take on Donnie Allen. Oh, nice. They're playing his ring music. Uh, loser. By Beck? Yeah. Nice. Such a good song. Have we used that yet? I think we did. Maybe we did. Oh, what just happened to the audio? <laughs> they, like, switched the style of the audio. Yeah, it went from, like, mono to stereo. Yeah. Simmons has a fractured shoulder. Ah, that sucks. Simmons goes into this match already injured. So I guess he's not getting written off. Not yet, at least. All right. All right, so back to the action here. That always throws me off when they do that. They start a match, and then they go talk about something else. Makes me think the match is done. <laughs> Just forget about the match. Oh, shit. That's right. Barrage of leg drops for Mikey. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? No, I don't like this. Just yeah. focus on one or the other. All right. Stay on the match. Don't need to. Joey Styles, you can say all this shit on commentary. We don't need to look at you. 
just said that. They just said this. He just said this seconds ago. That Ron Simmons is injured. Alright, we fucking know. You just said that. Now get me back to the shitty match. <laughs> All right, now stick with the damn match, please. Don't need to hear you talk about Ron Simmons' fractured shoulder again. Donnie the Allen. Fuck? I thought he was going to do a Texas tornado there. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Allen doing some stupid spins. <laughs> Catches a boot in the face, and Mikey pins him no problem. Mikey Whipwreck the winner here. All right, so is this just a random... In the match, or is something gonna happen here? Alright, so Mikey's been with ECW for a year. So we're gonna get a video package. Oh, nice. That's with Beck, too. Look how short his hair was at first, and now it's so fucking long and floppy. It's funny, his highlights are him getting his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hughes! That's exactly what happened. Mr. Hughes punking his ass out. But Mikey won this match. Because Mr. Hughes didn't stop beating him up. That was a funny gimmick when he was winning all his matches because people wouldn't stop beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> and holding on to the TV title, too. I like this. This is smart production. We're going to show a video of him just getting his fucking ass kicked constantly. <laughs> Jesus, Mike Awesome kicking his ass. Mike Awesome is so fucking big. Speaking of a fucking mullet, man. Jackman mullet. He's a loser baby. <laughs> getting crazy with cheese was... Is that a fucking spider on my keyboard? That was fucking tricky to get get off. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of those. I usually do around this time of year. Yeah, I definitely do. I even get like, like little the... little tiny ants too. I haven't had that yet, but I usually do. But the uh, I usually get those like yellow water spiders. Oh, uh, I get the like the black and white wolf spiders, like little tiny ones. The jumping ones. Yeah, those bite. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> it's funny. That, I wonder if we're going to hear the whole song. I know, probably. I was thinking that spider thought it's so clever and so quick, and I just fucking slapped the fuck out of it. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it just fucked up his whole life. It took him forever to get over here. It's like I sent him across the world with that slap. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck over here. Get out of here. <laughs> Man, they don't stop. They are playing the whole fucking song. Alright, so we're not definitely not using this as the outro. Because <laughs> you're hearing it now. Like you're getting a pinfall of a rock or rock. how bad this must sound on the network with no music. Oh my god, they probably cut the entire thing. He was choking on a splinter. Choking on a splinter. 
New York Knicks public enemy. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? That's funny. Look. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh? What? What's going on? No, I'm not going back in there. Cactus Jack pulling him back in. Nah. <laughs> Cactus and Mikey. That was a cool team. One of the highlights of 94. Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck. Do now, 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 now. Oh, interview it, Mikey. Want to be Sandman over there in the crowd? Cosplay Sandman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look at his hair. It's awful. His hair's fucking shitty. It's like Michael Myers' hair, Matt. Like the mask. Yeah, yeah. The hair on the <laughs> <laughs> like the shit, you know. Yeah, the I like the movie, but not the movie one. The the one you had yeah, to buy in the store. I, yeah. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. The head just exactly never right. Like. <laughs> kind of ruins the mask. <laughs> right. This guy got a cigar in his mouth. This is uh, Mikey's tag team partner, Paul Loria. They were in the Young Dragons together. Damn it. This dude's fucking smaller than Mikey. This guy looks like he's like 19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, smack him. The audio's a little fucked, right? Yeah, I can't tell what they're saying. Oh! That was like oh, a legit punch. He hit him. He hit him in the head. He oh, jumped shit. over the ropes. He's fucking him up. So this is Paul Loria beating the fuck out of his former tag team partner. So Mikey's going to get into a new feud. Whoa! He's not being fucking... He's being stiff as a motherfucker. Yeah, he is. We're friends. <laughs> like, yeah, I can fuck you up. We're friends. Gonna be managed by Jason. I don't think anything great is gonna come of this because I have no recollection of any Paul Loria major angles. <laughs> so it's weird he's picked the guy bigger than him to be his manager. <laughs> yeah. What's good about this is this will allow for Mikey to actually beat somebody like clean. Yeah. Paul Laurie just smacked the shit out of him. That was pretty But cool. yeah, he fucking took a beating by him right now. Cool little angle. Rips his shirt off. I'm a wrestler. It's like a fucking 12-year-old boy or something. <laughs> so tiny. How tall do you think that dude is? He's like 5'4". Five, 5'5". Five, five. Uh, he's probably... Yeah, he looks shorter than me. And he's got boots on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mikey's busted open. Joey Styles is the one pulling Mikey out of here. Yeah, why is he like damage control? Mikey can't walk. He's falling. <laughs> He's trying to act bigger than he is. Yeah, yep. He's so small compared to his manager. Jason looks, must be like, why am I managing this guy? No, he looks like he looks like he's a guy that got into a fight at the club and he's walking yeah. out onto the street <laughs> with his shirt ripped off. <laughs> acting like he's a badass. That's funny. <laughs> Here we go. This never gets old for me. Yeah, it is too cold. Didn't see him in the last one. They're kind of sporadic with their video opening packages. Sometimes it's the same thing, and then like it won't be for a couple weeks, and then it's back to it. There we go, all the chairs. Okay, I, I love that shot of uh, Mick Foley in the far corner, though. Oh, I get, next time I'll have to look for that, because I always look at Terry Funk getting hit in the head. Hey, Bruins won in overtime today. What was the score? 3-2? They won 4-3. 4-3, wow, it was 2-2. Two two. Yep. Before we started recording. Two overtime games. So saying Mick, um, Mickey... Mikey's got a fucking concussion. Yeah. Busted open, had a concussion. Calls it an act of jealousy. Yeah. Must be jealous of, you know, him being a tag team partner with Cactus Jack and winning the titles. Back to Jason. Psychologically, mentally, the same fucking thing. <laughs> right. Just repeating words. That's a good point. Jason hates Mikey because Mikey's had success yep. than he ever did. Me, Jason, the sexiest man on earth. And the giant Paul Oria. Mikey, what were you thinking of? That you're just gonna waltz in and in one year 
get all the recognition without paying for it, without paying any dues. Well, kid, I'm here to tell you that things like that don't happen, not in professional wrestling, and especially not here in the E. Alright, talk fast, Jason. Yeah, it's such a well, shit promo. Got his point across, but fuck, took forever. Has to go one -on -one with Mikey Whipwreck, and you can bet Mikey will be looking for you, and Mikey will be looking for Paul Oria. And as you stand here so proud of yourself, I'm willing to bet, if I were a betting man, I'd be willing to, to lay down money that this Saturday night, Mikey Whipwreck's gonna take out the giant Paul Oria. Why would Joey Styles refer to him as the giant? It's like he's like credibility. <laughs> I think he's being sarcastic. Here we go, woman. Ooh. She's going to show us her stuff. We're Alright. We're back. We're still extreme, and we are just a few days away. From the first night of Extreme Championship Wrestling Action of 1995, we will be coming home sweet home to the ECW Arena this Saturday night, and the franchise Shane Douglas will defend the ECW World Heavyweight Championship in this sealed envelope. Are the contracts they have been signed oh. are being notarized as we speak? I have not been able to open this envelope as of yet, but I have been told by Todd Gordon that this Saturday night will be the biggest title defense in the history of ECW. Shane Douglas will defend the title, and we will announce his opponent for this Saturday night before we go off the air. Right now, we'd like to take you back to some of the incidents that occurred in late 1994 in Extreme Championship Wrestling. Crippling Chris All right, so Joey Styles is telling us that Shane Douglas is going to have this big championship defense against this mystery guy. But meanwhile, he's just giving away that Ron Simmons isn't going to beat him. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just, <laughs> just gave away the cot. Right, he just, we're about to watch Shane Douglas versus Ron Simmons for the title at Holiday Hell. Huh. He's like, and he's like, ah, oh, the first show in 1995, Shane Douglas will defend the title. Okay, Shane Douglas wins this match. <laughs> But they did put over that Ron, Ron Simmons is going into the match injured. So maybe we're supposed to assume, oh, he's injured, so we know he loses. All right, so we're getting some recap. Joey Styles is showing us that Ben Juan Malenko came onto the scene in 1994. Oh, it's a triple threat tag team match? That'll be good. Sabu and Taz versus Public Enemy and Malenko and Benoit. So these are clips from what we just watched, right? Yeah, it's from the uh, first episode we did. Benoit versus Hack. Hack Haircut Myers. Yeah, Hack yeah, Haircut Myers. I didn't say it today. Shit. There it is. <laughs> Well, Hack Myers goes on that stretcher, and Benoit lives up to the reputation of his name. The Crippler. The Canadian Crippler. Yep, the Canadian Crippler. Should be called the... Oh, is Sabu supposed to be from? Bombay, India? Something like that? I forget. Or the Bombay... Persia, right? Bombay... Crippler. 
whatever. <laughs> Bombay is India. It's not even called Bombay anymore, actually. Mumbai. Mumbai, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Come on. Move on to the next shit. Mac Myers is injured. We just saw it. Right, so we're going to get this whole recap of Sabu and Taz coming out. And we say it every week. They're big on the recaps. But you can't blame them, as That's I always say. That's why these are so much longer than the network-style shows. Right, because the it's network like will 15 cut. minutes of commercials and recaps. Right. I mean, this episode we're watching is cut down. It's only 43 minutes. So this is probably what it is on the network, for the most part. I mean, network... Uh, I mean, recaps are good because... I mean, if I just wanted to pick a random episode, said, oh, January 3rd, 95, then this helps me get an idea of what's going on previously. So I don't have to go back and watch the episode before. If I wanted to just, like, start binging from this point. And then for the time being, who knows when you're going to catch an episode. Because it was so sporadic and random to find the episodes. It's like Dimo Linko and uh, Heck Myers doing a little 69 action on the floor there. <laughs> hey, that's not PG. <laughs> this ain't cartoon. This is extreme. The refs calling for more help. Alright, so that chaotic scene being replayed here outside the ring. And that sets up the big match coming up. Triple threat tag team match. Malenko Benoit versus Taz Sabu and the public enemy. Based on you know, what's been going on and what they're hyping, I think Malenko and Benoit would win that match. That would be my guess. But if it's for the tag team titles, I don't think Public Enemy's losing those anytime soon. But, could be wrong. Oh, we're in the hood here. Throwing trash. Means we're getting a good promo. Yep, Public Enemy. Looks like they're the Lost Boys. <laughs> they do. Alright, let's take a listen. In the 90s, all vampires wore those sunglasses. Okay, <laughs> like Gangrel. <laughs> Get that out, Rocco. I didn't give you no coat for Christmas. Well, I see you got one, too, because I walked into the store, and they said, charm off, and the store gave it to me. Oh, well, that's the same place that gave me mine, too. Thank you, store. Thank you, store. Hey, Johnny, have you heard the big news? Yeah. What's that, Rocco? The ECW going to be making figurines of all the wrestlers. Just so happy, Johnny, I got the first one off the press. I got me a Taz doll. Rocco, that can't be Taz. Yeah. Oh, Rocco, he ain't fat enough, and he's definitely way better looking. <laughs> Shit on Taz. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, 
this Saturday night, Johnny. Saturday night, this Saturday night. Paulie Dangerously, ECW Arena, the house, the, the Mad Daddy's of Violence built. Philadelphia, you bring down Sapu, Tasmania, and your giant 911. Because, baby, they face it. You are truly PE. Physical education. With the crippler, Chris Benoit, and the shooter, Dean Malenko. I know they can handle their end of the deal. And everybody knows we already beat Sabu and Taz and gave them everything they can handle. This Saturday night, PE is going to rise to occasion. Along the side of us, the crippler. And the shooter, Sabu. Rocco Rocks always singing something in the background. going down. One more time. Burn, baby, burn. Stick your nose we in don't need that. One more time, sucker. <laughs> the mother. And you know what? Burn. Tell him, Rocco. Engine, oh, here's another one. Number nine on the New York Transit line. If the train like fucking nursery rhyme time with Rock a Rock. Mama smoking crack. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, 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 y'all. Well, I wake up in the morning and I drink a coffee. We like our butter roll butter softly. Our apartment is nice and lofty. All you little suckers just back up off me. Back up off me. Back up off me. B-A-C-K. Can you be off me? Alright, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. <laughs> Back up off me. Back up off me. B A C K U up off me. <laughs> there they are, the lyrical gangsters. They got their belts on backwards like crisscross. They should have just fucking wore those jerseys backwards like crisscross. Inside out is wicked, 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 wicked. They got fucking Santa hats on. This holiday hell. And I don't know how we're gonna fit two matches in here with the time we got left. 19 minutes? Ah, uh, I guess they'll squeeze it. We All could right. play this song. No, 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 no. We never no, played no, no, that? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I'd remember ripping that. Yeah. If we did, it would have been a long time ago, probably, when they first showed up. They've been around for over a year, year and a half. Alright, back to the action. Here we go. The Sabu match. At least there's other people involved. <laughs> Where's Taz? Oh, there they are. Taz following Rocco Rock on the outside. Oh, fuck. Frying pan to the head. Holy fuck. Taz took a shot at the ring announcer. Knocked him down. <laughs> no one account, though. No, oh, no, there he is. There he is, yep. 
two count. Yep. Good point, Joey Styles made. Referee was out of position. Sabu. Alright, here we go. Nice moonsault. Give him credit there. Yep. Referee out of position once again, not paying attention. Hey. Yeah, cabbage patch from Rock and Rock. <laughs> Rock and Rock saved the day, broke the pin with a little dance. Ooh, Sabu almost broke his neck again. Which you can expect in every single match that he almost breaks his neck. Same with Taz and his suplex. Almost always looks like someone's going to drop on their head. And the referee out of position again. He's doing fucking Earl Hebner shit. He's worried about the people outside of the ring rather than the people inside the ring trying to get a win. That's what pisses me off about refereeing. Comes the textbook Sabu spot. Yep. Runge. Oh! That was awesome. Sabu. And he's bleeding. From inside. Nails Johnny Grunge and breaks the table. Now you got Taz with a suplex to Rock or Rock. Ooh, all right. Ooh, that one that looked did not look good. Not at all. That looked like a fucking brain buster. Put on the rope, so breaks the count. That looked like the CTE. <laughs> yeah, jeez. It's a better name for it. Air Sabu. Nice. Those chair spots are pretty dope. Yeah, those are cool. Use him as like a launching pad. Yep. So Taz gets in there to make the pin. Only a two count. So yeah, they are just calling him Taz. No longer Taz Maniac. And he even has Taz on his trunks. I mentioned that last time. But yeah, it's, he's just Taz now. But still, he's like a wild warrior. <laughs> Renegade Taz. He's got the fucking tassel shit hanging still. Another brutal suplex from Taz to Johnny Grunge. It looks like we're, we're not getting this match in its entirety because they are cutting every once in a while. Which I'm grateful for. <laughs> like any of this slow stuff right here, just cut. Get to the next bit of action. Johnny Grunge busted open with a steel chair. Nailing Taz on the back multiple times. That's something that we, we oftentimes we don't acknowledge. Is that... I mean, and we're numb to it because it's been 25 years. With all <laughs> these chair shots. Oh, yeah. You know? At the time, this is fucking... Well, especially because we don't see them as frequently now. At least not on the head. Right. Usually, like, lower back, leg. Yeah. But these chair shots back in the 90s were just, like, fucking... Oh, yeah, brutal. Yeah, I, I'm glad they got rid of them because... They're, yeah, they're, not, they're, unwar they're not warranted. They're not right. needed. Yeah, I was saying... I wasn't. I didn't mean that we still see the chair shots today, but, like, from what we have gone through as viewers of wrestling... You know, that doesn't bother us anymore. We're not surprised. Like, oh, yeah. wow, shit shot. Oh, all right. I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we're seeing at the time would be more shocking yep. if we were doing this at the time. 
feel like I need to point that out every once in a while. <laughs> so yeah, this is fucking innovative and this is wild for the time. It's just like constant. You don't see this in 1995 anywhere. On mainstream. WWF, WCW. See it all over the place in Japan, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Japan don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, the Arabian face buster. These, are what, these guys are basically the people that you saw in the magazines as being what ECW was. Sabu, public enemy. At least it was for me. These are the standout guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't watch much, but these are the guys I... Like, these four guys were, like, the top ten of, like, ECW guys I knew when ECW right. existed. These are the guys you'd read about. Yep. Sandman. Yep. Not Malenko, though. I never looked at Malenko. So. No, not Malenko, not Benoit, not even really Taz at this point. Taz later. Right. 96. Late 95. 911, Mike Awesome. Yep. Yeah, 9 is always somebody that popped up in those magazines. PWIs. All right, Ro Sabu is on the table. Rocco Rock is heading up. Do a little cabbage fetch. Oh. That was weird. They did an awkward cut to... I thought he was trying to do like a stunner. It looked weird. <laughs> yeah. like, like an RKO. Yeah, hey, he went to do a front flip through the table. But just kind of like kind rolled of over it. Wow, Not big an suplex. ugly suplex on his neck. Man, Johnny Grunge just beat the fuck. And we just got chaos going on here. It's a Texas Tornado match. No tagging, just fuck, fucking around. You have everybody in here now. You got Malenko Benoit involved. 911. I mean, did the ref call this match already? I don't see him around anymore. Public enemies up and down. The chair just disappeared. That was a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, the fuck's the rest? Hell, it was like set up like someone's going to take it. I like the slanted table moves. When yeah, I say those... chair, I meant table. Uh, yeah, table. Yeah, I like when you just set it up and slam somebody through it. Now, 911 choke slams Malenko and Benoit. 911's choke slamming whoever. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. That's one thing we've gotten in these past two shows. So, so we get no real finish there. It just ends up being a shit show. Let's take a listen to Paul. Demonstrate to the world that they appreciate the fact that there is a form of sports entertainment that strives to give you your dollar's worth. On well, a Major League Baseball, we all know that. And it ain't the greedy bastards at the NHL. We know it ain't them either. No, it's the wrestlers of ECW. But the fact of the matter was, as the fans stood in unison and chanted those three letters, E-C-W, 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 I don't think we earned it. We didn't give you what you paid to see. The public enemy getting their asses kicked. This Saturday night, four on three, Sabu Taz and 911 against the public enemy, the shooter Dean Malenko, and Chris Benoit.
I've said this before. Let me remind you of this fact. If you are a wrestling fan, it's going to be the best damn wrestling you have ever seen. And if you're not and you come this Saturday, you will become one. Because come hell or high water, really building up we're this January 7th show. And we're going to give you your money's worth. So that at the end of the night, you won't have to go to a hockey game. You can't go to a baseball game. <laughs> but you'll have a place where you can appreciate the fact that your dollar is earned. Ah. And I hold in my hand Fucking Heyman's always a good material. He's always look. I remember at the same time WWF was doing their little videos of in wrestling. There is no off season. We don't strike. Extreme Championship Wrestling is expanding into many television markets, including New York City. So New York is gonna start getting ECW their markets. It's a big deal for ECW to help spread. Who's he gonna face, Joey Styles? Alright, so we get a recap of Stevie Richards' story here. Stevie Flamingo. And now Stevie the Body. So he's trying to take on all the names of Scott Levy. Come on, I want to see the debut of Raven already. <laughs> it's probably going to be at that January 7th show. Do you know if it's a match or? I don't know. Ooh, nice Pearl Jam music playing. I think it's Paul Pearl Jam. In fact, Richards is so incensed that he lost to Tommy Dreamer. He claims next week he will produce the real Johnny Polo to straighten out this situation. I'll believe that when I see it. Alright, here we go. Franchise. The chip. Nice to see. At least we get him in good in good quality video. Yep. Looking like a champ with that belt. And we got some mic time. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Let's listen to this. This guy's the highlight. Simmons. 
even better. Tell me you did not say that. <laughs> Ron Simmons cracks Jay with the microphone. Oh, the match is on. Ron Simmons got one arm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Rocking jeans and boots. <laughs> he still looks like a badass. Oh my god, yeah. Just fucking back body drop Shane Douglas. Looking like a man. Double clothesline here. Third clothesline. One handed pin. <laughs> Douglas kicks Close. out on two. Oh. Oh, Ronson was just adjusting his sling. I feel like he's got something hidden in there, like a metal plate. Should. Ron Simmons still handling the franchise. Shane Douglas doing a good job selling, too. How is Shane Douglas going to get the advantage back here? Oh, what a shot to the face. On the, battling on the outside, Ron Simmons just landed a freaking square punch right to the jaw. Ah, there we go. Douglas just slammed Ron Simmons' shoulder into the post. Simmons was in agony there. Now so they're back the into Braves the ring. Chant? Yeah, they're doing a Brave chant. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. What's the fucking logic? Oh, maybe they're doing Florida State. Don't the Seminoles do the, the same Seminoles thing? The Seminoles do, too. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Oh, Simmons takes his belt off. He's whipping the boy. Woo! Man. I'm really wondering how Shane Douglas is going to hold on to this, even getting his ass kicked with one on Ron Simmons. And I'm sure... Ron Simmons has beat up many dudes with one hand. <laughs> He's fucking him up. Ah, another shoulder spot. No DQ apparently in this match. It's it's one thing for Ron Simmons to be able to use the boot. Because he's fucking already handicapped. But Douglas should not be allowed to get away with using extra shit. Yep, Shane Douglas attacking the shoulder now. Got Simmons' belt. He's going to whip him with his own belt. What a heel. Shit, this show's almost over. Looking at the time, we only got a minute and a half. Oh, he's beating the fuck out of Ron Simmons with his own boot now. Come on. It's humiliating. And a drop kick.
He's going to the top. High risk maneuver. Oh, that was sloppy. Yeah. Damn. Oh, you roll him up. One, two, three. Hey, <laughs> great effort from Simmons. Yeah, I got to give it to him. Man, in, in a match with a dude wearing jeans, boots, and, and, a, and his arm in a sling, this was a good match. I'm a little disappointed he didn't try and sneak in like a, <laughs> a lead pipe. object in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good, though. Oh, so he's going to reveal his challenger. Let's take a listen. The ECW Arena, somebody who is not currently wrestling for Extreme Championship Wrestling. Oh my God. This Saturday night, the Horsemen are coming for revenge as Shane Douglas defends the World Heavyweight title against Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, Tully Blanchard right, against he's Shane old Douglas. Young. Right, he's still, you know, yeah. He looks good for his age now. Right, he does. That match that he had in AEW. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, he's old, but he, he still performed well. Yep. It was like when Ricky Steamboat came back and had a few matches with Jericho. He looked fucking awesome still. Yeah, he did. Remember that? That was awesome. All right, so that's Holiday Hell 1994, and we are now into 1995, which is some some people's favorite year in ECW. So we're in for some good stuff, and... I'll give you a little preview of what we have coming up on the next episode, and we're going to get that turned out to you, you know, sooner than this one was. <laughs> All right. So we, it yeah, was about a month. Back on track here. Yeah, we're going to get back on track. So we think we're going to try to get this episode ready for next week. All right. So we're going to get back on track with these two episodes January 10th, 1995, and January 17th, of 1995. So here's a little. Uh, Rundown of what to expect on the January 10th show. All right, we're going to get Stevie Richards against Hack Myers. Ron Simmons is still around. He's going to cut a promo. We get Tuco Scorpio versus the Sandman. And various other promo. So that, that's what we have there. Um, also, oh, we got an interview with Stevie Richards, and he introduces Raven to ECW on the January 10th show. So that's coming next episode. Raven. Can't wait for Raven. And then January 17th, we get a video package on Raven, followed by Raven's first promo on his own. We're going to get Mikey Whipwreck against Paul Loria. Al Snow is making his ECW debut January 17th. And he's going to go up against that Japanese wrestler that Shane Douglas had a great match with, yep. Osamu Nishimura. So he's going to be in action against Al Snow. That's cool. And we got the Bad Breed against the Pitbulls. And then that's the match where the loser losing team has to split. So I think we're going to get the beginning of a, a new feud there also involving the bad breed. So that's what we have coming up on the next episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast. Like I said, that episode will be coming sooner rather than later. <laughs> All right. So before we head on out of here, let me just uh, plug a few things. Okay. So we got the Bottom Line WrestleCast, JV and I. Covering the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Check us out. This week is episode 113. We're going into February of 2002. On our way to No Way Out. 
the No Way Out pay-per-view from February of 2002. So check that out along with many other episodes chronicling the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, his WWF run, starting from December of 95 up to where we are now, February of 2002. And again, one more time, follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast, follow us at BottomLineCast, follow me, Mike Crew at MPRU83, and follow JV at John Van Damage. And JV, any final words before we head on out of here? Uh, actually, I do. Not final words, but so 95, things are really going to stop picking up here, right? Yeah. All right. Big time. That's it. Yeah, 95, mm-hmm. man. This is, the big, this is the big year. This is where most people that are ECW fans, this is where they really start. They don't oftentimes really bother with 93 and most of 94. But now we're into it. Now this is fucking the ECW that people love. And, and I think it's because mainly because of Raven coming in at this point really changes things big time storyline wise with what's going on in ECW. So we're heading into that Raven territory starting next week. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks BTT Army and the JV Goon Squad. We'll see you back here on this next episode. Enjoy your week. So long. Now what?